Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler minisode for House of Gucci. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight, and joining me from across the pond is the statesman to my kingsman, John Burke from Burke Reviews. How are you, sir? I am doing very well, Matt. How are you? Uh, I am also doing very well. You sound like the kind of guy who can't wait to spoil House of Gucci. I can't wait to spoil the true story that is house of Gucci. <laughs> yeah exactly and as, like like one more time full spoilers in this you haven't seen the film it's about seven hours long go check it out and then come back and listen to this and like, yeah, like john said it's based on the now we're in the spoiler territory it's based on a murder of Maurizio gucci played by adam driver who was at the time the uh majority shake stakeholder in gucci he ran the company uh and he was gunned down uh, after a after his ex-wife Patricia, played by Lady Gaga, paid some hitman because a spiritual medium played by Sam Hayek introduced her. All getting very odd, but that's just pretty much a story. And the film follows, um, you know, Patricia and Maurizio's first meeting, their love, and then we can't. Then there's at one point Gaga gives him a look when Val Pacino's character Aldo mentions about taking over and Maurizio's like, oh no, I don't really want to. Then she gives him the look and then it turns into something completely different. For those who didn't listen to the main show last week, I was, I thought this was entertaining, but, uh, you know, fairly shallow, fairly hollow, sorry. Uh, JB wasn't quite so up on it. I thought it was entertaining. It was full of flaws, but I really liked uh, the majority. I, I thought Gargo was great. I thought Adam Driver was great. I thought the moments when it was it was all all scheming, all plotting, all death stares, and all uh, Patricia trying to manipulate the the game like a chessboard. I thought that was fantastic. I think Gargo was deliciously good in this. But John and I have the same issues with partly of the same character, but also with the direction that the film went or more so the kind of divergences it took when it really should have stayed on one uh, theme, shouldn't it? Or one narrative. Yeah, I think so. Which for me was, for me was that whole scheming, the plotting, the kind of nefarious side of it. Am I right in saying that that's what you were thinking as well? Or am I off the boil here? Yeah. I think the crime story is what we should be getting into. And it does feel like we, we, I think it makes sense why we leave it to a degree because they want to like paint the picture of what she actually did. Cause she did, um, Adam driver's character was Maurizio. Maurizio. Yep. Maurizio is, he has no ambition for the Gucci name until she kind of pushes him to do it. And then he seems to kind of roll with it. Like he almost becomes into the power or whatever, or the money or whatever, like flops before deciding at the end. So I think that's why we get the other stuff is that we're trying to see like that he does kind of change. I don't feel like it's it's well executed though. I don't feel like the the change in his character really feels natural in the progression of the film itself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the movie does a good job of sh- selling that change. Like he's there's the scene where like after he's accused of like stealing money or whatever, the FBI shows up. He's like looking, he goes to the, I think he's in Switzerland, right? Yeah, um, Switzerland, yeah, because he's, he's like the looking at the picture of her and him, and it's just like, it's such a random thing. Like, he's just got this picture and he's just staring at it. And then, like, he's done with her at that point. And you're like, but 
but why? Uh, nothing about what's happened seems to imply sh- he should be done with her. Um, you know what I mean? Because like at some point he's so in love with her, and you, I think you're really supposed to buy their initial love. And I did. It's well, you know, I, I think the chemistry was really good to start with. Yes. And, but yeah, it just kind of it, it turns. I think when Patricia, Patricia, when she starts getting her claws in, and when she brings a fake Gucci in, and uh, and tries to cut and, and starts scheming with Aldo, saying, "Oh, look, you know, Maurizio really wants this. He really wants the company." But you just, we're just going to have to kind of coax him into it. I'm loving all that, but yeah, when he got when the FBI turn up, that was that was kind of like done and over so quickly without really you, you really have to be paying attention to understand why they're there um yeah and then, yeah when he kind of looks at the the picture i do i you know i wasn't sure if he was looking at it as if to say like oh remember that her. day or oh, i miss yeah. her or god oh, this is this this is the end but and then they kind of siege into his um lust for his old friend uh who's played by yeah. cotton which is really again that, that's very sort of cat candidly done I think, and that doesn't mm-hmm. make it nice. I don't think that paints him in a particularly good light either. The way he kind of, yes, he wants to move on in his life quickly, but he's very dismissive. Doesn't mean to say what Patricia did was right. Justified. It wasn't. No, yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't. But you know, he's very quick to just be like, nope, that part of my life's over. You take you and the kid, go on, back you go. I'll pay for you, but I don't want to see you. And it's very kind of, uh, and it's implied that he has an affair whilst they're married and, you know, yeah. nobody comes out looking good, but um, which maybe they one. aren't. Like, well, I don't yeah, know that he's so. an innocent victim. I like, you know, what I mean, like he's not like just some great guy either. I think the whole Gucci. There's an illusion that they're not good people, but at the same time, they kind of like don't dive into any of that. It's just like, yeah, yeah, tax evasion. It's fine, and like, yes, he goes to jail, but it's not like when he gets out. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, there, there's no, there's no like, it doesn't feel like Ridley Scott is condemning any of their actions which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Like, is it some of the stuff they're doing feels inherently like they're not good people, but we're not going to focus on that. We're just going to like show their lifestyle. Well, I was during it and this, maybe this is more a reflection on me, but again, I know it's a true story and I know how it ended, uh, that Maurizio was gunned down on the steps of Gucci and Patrizia was eventually caught and arrested, uh, found guilty and arrested for 20 something years, but, but actually let out earlier than she should have been. Um, but, I think the role, I think Gaga, and I'm not just because I'm a fanboy, but I think she plays the role so like, she she really plays up to that pant- villain, pantomime villain almost. I was almost rooting for the villains in this. I was almost rooting for her to win or to come out on top. But uh, such yeah. was the way the story is going. I'm thinking, that's not right. I, sh- I shouldn't be yeah. feeling like this. And uh, it's no. because of what you said, I think. It's because they, because they don't really dive into the, the ins and outs of what's actually going on. It's very surface level that, you know, Gaga, she's the she's a femme fatale. She's she's the attractive bombshell who's going to come in and rip things up and try to take the money for us company for herself. Versus the sofa facing Adam Driver, the very bookish lawyer. But and that's kind of all you get. And then when he turns and has an affair, it almost kind of feels out of left field. And yeah, her turn doesn't feel out of left field because you got kind of always feel like she's in it for the money as well as being with See, Maurizio. I I do feel like her going to the lengths of murder feels like it's out of left field because a lot of the stuff that we see her quote-unquote manipulating doesn't fully feel like she's manipulating like it feels like it could be that she's manipulating but it also could just be the thing like her getting hung up on the the knockoffs for example her wanting there's there's at least three moments in the movie where we hear her basically declare nothing's gonna stop her the worst being the stupid 
psychic phone call where we hear her voice uh-huh. on the TV to confirm that, yes, she's talking. Because, like, one, that's not how psychic phone lines were, ever worked. Like, you're not instantly through. <laughs> no. Like, you don't call and hear it ring in the commercial. The commercial's not live. Like, what are you talking about, movie? But What's your name? <laughs> that scene felt, the, all of the Summer Hayek stuff felt so bad. If it wasn't um, for the that, fact that it's a true story, I would have. I, it, I would have really disliked it. I didn't like it, but because it's true, I kind of have to think. Well, we had to put it in, I guess. But we we also know that true does not mean that everything we're seeing on screen happened, right? Like oh, we yeah, know that. Of course, yeah. And so, like trade, yeah. the scene where they hire the assassins feels so bad. It feels like a soap opera. Even and I think Gaga's performance is bad in that scene. I think she's overdoing a lot of it. I think, I think she's it's the worst in the her worst part of the film is in that scene. Yeah, I yes. agree. A hundred percent agree with that. Like that, we are on the exact same wavelength there. I Especially think she's, when she's not talking as well. I sorry to interrupt there. When there's a moment mm-hmm. I noticed it when she's not talking and they're waiting for the two henchmen to turn up and Selma Hayek sitting there and Gargos, she's just sort of sitting there and I was watching her and it's like watching people at award ceremonies who don't quite know, know what to do when the camera's on them. So they just sort of look around and they kind of look at mm-hmm. the floor and look up that I noticed. I thought, there's an inexperience there because she doesn't. She feels like she's acting in that moment. Yeah, but the rest I of the film, she's great. It, the only thing I could translate that to had we had that scene been led to with like her binging on cocaine or something, um, that yeah. scene would make more sense. That edginess that she has, but so far in the movie, nothing about like drug use had been really implied, and even the turn to murder, it feels like there's missing something. Like, wh- how do you go from like manipulating people and being like a a, a gold digger to being a murderer or at least someone willing to hire a murderer. Like it felt like an extreme leap and I'm sure maybe it was an extreme leap. It is a true story, but it also seems like maybe there were some more things we should have known about or that the movie should have done to like set up that a person would turn to hiring a killer. Um, and even the friendship with the psychic feels out of nowhere, like in the movie, because it's like she makes the one phone call and then suddenly they're like hanging out. Oh, it's like, how did that happen? Naked together, which um, okay. I'm sure some people are listening like, I've got to get my tickets now. But we um, need to, to yeah. talk about that, too. There is like four scenes of Lady Gaga in a bathtub or a mud bath in this movie. There is, you know, and again, for those who are desperate to get tickets for that, they're all, you know, Ridley, Ridley Scott holds back on what you see. So just bear yes. that in mind. Yeah, she's not, I don't, I don't think you ever see her naked. There's maybe uh, one no, scene don't. that almost happens. Um, but it's like, why is this character always in the bathtub when she's making these important decisions? Like what? Extravagantness of it all. I think it's also to show the film does go, I think it goes to great lengths to show that her mental state was, she's like deteriorating rapidly that yes, she wants the money, but it goes to the point where, and I don't, and I agree with you. There is a big leap from going to see Maurizio, the photo album of their child and their and their best memories to him, you know, saying, please take me back. And him saying, you know, no, I've moved on. There's a huge leap for the next kind of scene. They're sitting in a courtyard somewhere in Italy, smoking, looking strung out, at so, paying yes. people f- to murder. And there is some, there is, and this is what you said about the editing, or just like the writing, actually. It's not necessarily the editing, but the writing of it. There, it looks feels like there's something missing. And I don't know the ins and outs, whether that's just the, the case, whether she just, because a lot of it was based on she was only getting X amount of money. She was getting, you know, yeah. getting, getting paid to, you know, a, a fortune put to live. But to her, it wasn't enough. I know that in her words, in real life, the money she got was like, was pennies, even though it was best part of a million dollars a year, maybe, or whatever. I don't know what it was, but she just for her, that was pennies. It was a life of poverty. So I think she just drove herself crazy, but the film didn't really dive into any of those issues. And 
we've and I've and I'm happy to admit that whilst I found the, the the majority of it entertaining, it does have its flaws, and that is some of them. I did like the editing in this. I did like the performances. We both didn't like Jared Leto, and when I don't know if he's ad libbing, like we we you mentioned it to text me about it, saying you know uh, what if he drops the sopa. And it's like uh, you, you made that up on it. You had to have made that up on the spot because firstly, it's ill judged. And secondly, it ain't funny, but you know, it's like a chocolate and whatever. It's just honestly the most contrived oh, over the top bonkers performance. And it's just, it doesn't the difference fit between chocolate and poop. He, exactly, he poop, but... and he's like, and to trust, tr- trust Amia, I know her, and you guys yeah. might think I'm exaggerating. I really am not with that. No. And he is everything is off. Is um, I'm a going uh, to uh, see uh, my father, uh, and he thinks I'm a crazy. Uh, whereas he's, that he wasn't line, that mad in real life. No, I, I don't think so. He apparently died in destitute, but like that doesn't make him like silly and zany. Um, no. There's a scene he pees on the the, the handkerchief, oh, like, yeah. and and. But that that line about the poop reminded me of like Happy Gilmore and like yes. um, I eat pieces of poop like you for breakfast. It's like what? Like why would you? Why would you say? Trust me, I know. Like, no, I mean, and I know it's not a literal, but at the same time, maybe it is because this character seems to not be like funny. He's like, yeah, yeah it's cho- so bad. You, you can't compare a, a poop and a chocolate. Uh, they may look the same, but they don't taste the same. Uh, trust me, I know. Honestly, the, the, the amount of times I heard him talk, I just wanted to gouge my ears, eyes, and, and nose off. But um, yeah, when he is, is this a uh, your scarf? Uh, apparently, like in real life, Paolo Gucci was the man who created the iconic Gucci logo. So you know, they don't mention that in the film whatsoever. They just kind of make him out to be a bumbling idiot. So I think yep. he absolutely was the worst part of the film. He adds to the campy, trashy feel. Al Pacino doesn't, but when he when he hams it up to match Leto, the film just isn't good. Yeah, the scenes, that, the, especially the later parts in the movie when they're like on the same side, it, it, he hams it up a lot. When he when it's just like him and Adam Driver and stuff, I think Pacino's doing really good oh, work. Oh yeah, with anyone but Leto. And I, I, we, and we went to great lengths on the main show to to kind of say like we're not just deciding to crap on Leto because you know it's a cool thing to do or it's it's easy generally was so misplaced in this. And I said that about him in the, the little things at the beginning of the, year. I think he's quite mis miscast in that. I think he's in a different film. This just feels so over the top and you've got the kind of era appropriate music. As I mentioned, era relevant music from the eighties, which I get what is in there, but it, it yeah. then kind of lends to this tone, jarring tone where you've got yeah. a crime drama, which is set to beautiful costume design. Very, I think good performances and this very, theatrical operatic music like proper you know very italian sounding but then you'll cut to a scene with uh, a relevant 80s pop song uh, jared leto in full prosthetics and makeups just galumphing around a screen of a stupid voice um when you've then got someone like lady gaga who's playing it you know i say straight with that accent but she's playing the villain but totally completely understated in comparison trying to get him on board with their schemes and it's you know what what tone are you going for ridley and that's the, my biggest problem with the film is they he couldn't decide on the tone so he just put them all in there and I, I, I like you i think had this just been a crime drama straight down the middle hey people might have called it boring give me the boring film in comparison i did enjoy this film i thought it was very entertaining um for the most part but the flaws are there for all to see i agree I agree, and I'm I'm done talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for John to go and rewatch this and reevaluate it. Uh, never. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to get some uh, Oscar noms. Wins will be uh, another story, but I think it's going to get up there in the noms. But 
Uh, that's our spoiler review then of Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. We'd love to know what you thought. Are you are do you are you with me that it's entertaining but not great? Are you with John that it's not particularly great, not particularly entertaining? Or did you love it, hate it? Let us know. You can do that online on Twitter at BAMP underscore podcast at B A M P underscore podcast. John on Instagram. Um we are at bloody awesome movie pod. Uh, and on Meta Bookface Zuckerberg Land, we are just bloody awesome movie podcast. You'll find us there. You can find me what I watch tonight.co.uk. What I watch tonight, search that everywhere and you'll find me. Where can everyone find you, John? I am at Burke Reviews and at BurkeReviews.com. Go and find him. If you like what you've just heard, please tell your friends and share the show. And please consider leaving five stars and a great review on your podcast provider of choice. Helps the show, gets more people in and. Hey, we're all film fans. We we get to talk to more people like you each time, each week. Great. So, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, Hope you enjoyed our spoiler-filled thoughts. But with that, as always, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blood, 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 bloody. Blood, 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 bloody.